Welcome to Timely, the podcast where three friends talk about random, fun topics from the past, present, and future. I'm Danny Gula, and for the past segment, I'm going to be talking about a bunch of things that you may have thought were invented recently, but were actually invented a long time ago. I'm John Stom, and for the present segment, I'm going to be telling you a very, uh, I don't know, suspenseful, frustrating story about having a lot of money and not being able to get it. Is this you? Or is this a personal story? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, what? man. Do I have the money? Is it our money? We'll get there. Oh, jeez. We got to go to the past first. Does this have to do with our business? I'm panicking right now. <laughs> okay. And I'm producer Jeff McCullough, and I've got the future segment. And I'm going to be talking to you guys about ideas about the future to make our world a better place that somebody has scoured social media feeds and comment sections on YouTube. So this is like your every your normal everyday person. So this is just everyday Joes. Yes. Everyday Joes that have ideas that are just... Wandering around the, out there, the people are like, that would actually improve our future. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah I, I can get down I'm with, with that. it. I'm excited. All right. Before we get started, okay. we want to remind everybody that we really appreciate five-star reviews. We've gotten oh, quite yeah. a few recently, and they've been it's been cool to read like your feedback and to see that you've been liking this podcast. So if you do enjoy listening um, to the audio version, especially um, on Apple Podcasts or, or Google or Spotify or wherever you listen to it. Leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. Yeah, it's the easiest way you can support the podcast because the more positive reviews we have, the more the algorithm overlords will show our podcast to new people. Yeah, we got to please the overlords. Got to please the overlords, especially because they're robotic. They're like they're they're AI overlords. Yeah. So we've got to keep the robots happy. Yeah. Uh, we're also appreciative of our sponsor, FAO Schwartz. Yeah, we just made some really awesome commercials for them. They have a new line of plush that is coming out for the springtime holidays. Bunch of really cute stuffed animals. I mean, I'm secure enough to say cute. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're kids. They're dang say. cute. Yeah, they yeah. are. And I will say too, since they're coming up for things like Valentine's Day uh, and Easter, that I would say they're great for kids. But if you're just looking for a gift for somebody who you know you maybe want something to put in their Easter basket or a Valentine's Day gift, like some of them are actually really awesome uh, and unbelievably soft. Nobody does plush. Like FAO Schwartz. That's yeah. like their thing. Yeah. yeah. My daughter has just gone absolutely bananas for these things. Yeah. Last but not least, we have to make sure that everybody listening to this podcast knows that we've recently started a YouTube channel for this podcast. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So if you've ever listened to the podcast and been like, what are they talking about? I wish I could see that. Or like, what do these three dudes look like? <laughs> let me let me disclaimer. It is a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> we have a face for podcasts. Uh, yeah. So you can head over to... Uh, youtube.com slash timely podcast and you can subscribe and see cool video clips uh, we're going to do live streams of the recordings of the podcast so really cool place if you've enjoyed the podcast it's going to be the new home of timely uh, visually mm-hmm. so yeah if you want to see what we're talking about if you want to like just kind of get a quick bite size glimpse or show somebody um, you know a quick little bit of the podcast that you remember um, something kind of shareable it'd be a perfect way to do that We've had that idea for a long time. We're glad we finally did it. Yep. You might want to say that we spent a lot of time in the past thinking about that. Oh, which I, is, I'm always curious who's going to do the segue. <laughs> I think we should go to the past now. Let's do it. Let's take it back.
All right, so you guys know I'm a fan of inventions. I'm always coming up with ideas, and I've built a few things, but oh, really yeah. never invented much of anything. I mean, the candy flamethrower. Okay, the candy flamethrower, and I am very proud of the ski ball, uh, the bowling ball ski ball machine. Both cool. You invented a lot of very things. Very cool. Okay, I've invented some things. I wanted to give you guys a list of some things that you guys might have thought were newer inventions than they are, but are actually really old. Okay. All right. I'm intrigued. I, I want you guys to try to just ballpark and feel free to just be all over the place because these are, you know, these are way older than I thought. They're so. unexpected. They're very unexpected. So the first invention I'm going to go with is the odometer. The odometer. So the thing you use in your car to track how far you've gone. Well, the- based on this topic, I have to think now that it predated cars. Maybe that's the how? trick question. How is here. that possible? Well, they could put it on like a horse and buggy. Well, remember, they're not only on cars. There's like those odometers that like you use to survey stuff, which is like a wheel on the end of a stick. It, like drops a marble or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. I totally knew about those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know about you never, survey I equipment? used one at VAT 19 before. It's like you just roll. It's like a little wheel with a clicker on the end, and you'd, you'd roll around oh, to measure yeah. like a long distance. Oh, yeah. You'll see them if you're building a house or somebody. Okay. Like so whenever you say odometer, you obviously think of a car. Right. So you would, you would want to say, oh, maybe they're 100 years old. But I'm pretty sure, not to ruin your segment sure. here. I want to say that they could be like 3,000 years old, okay. like going back to China or something. Okay. John, what do you got? Man, I was not going to go that far back at all. I was thinking maybe they had them on like ships somehow. So I don't know. I, that doesn't really make sense. Maybe they've got a, a water version. I'm going to say 200 years old. 200 years old. Okay. Jeff was the closest. What? Uh, they go back to around negative 250 BCE. Negative. Right. That's, not a, that's not a year. <laughs> negative. I think years. it's just 250 BCE. Well, right. what did he say? Is it, it's always got the negative on it, doesn't it? No. No? no? Okay, I'm going to rephrase that then. <laughs> Jeff can make me look smarter, dumb, however he wants to do. Oh, thank you. I love that power. Wow. They think possibly around the first Punic War, if you're familiar with the Punic Wars. Not, not really. the second one, but the first Punic War. <laughs> I'm, f- I'm familiar with the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wow. uh, you know the guy Archimedes? Have you heard that name? Heard oh, yeah. that. Yeah, they think he probably was the one who invented it. And the way it would work, Jeff kind of mentioned it earlier, it would drop little balls. So it would be this box with a bunch of gears, and it would just drop a ball every so often. And then after you got so far, they would just count the balls and know how far they went. That's smart. Yeah. smart. And they were super accurate. And they would use them to measure distances between cities was kind of the big thing. If you think about like Greek and Roman empires, like Mm -hmm. spreading out, they had to be kind of aware of what was going on. Because they were building roads and stuff. Awesome roads, all kinds of stuff. I guess uh, I just, I never thought about how they measured long distances. I guess if I would have thought of it, I would have guessed just steps. Like, yeah, just let's have steps. 100 people take steps and we'll kind of average it out. Yeah. No, they would use this little machine with gears and they would do that. And they were accurate enough that they are within 1% accuracy of modern current measure- measurements. Wow. wow. That's impressive. That's very impressive. I wonder wow. how different the, the technology is now for a modern odometer. If it does some of the same thing where it like, it, it, it tracks how many times a wheels yeah. turn and like blips a ping. I think that's all it is. Like, I mean, if it's an analog one, it's still just like one of those little like click wheels like you would use if you were a bouncer to like get somebody in a bar or something. Yep. uh, This one blew my mind and you'll appreciate the phrasing there, John. Brain surgery. Mm. Mm, When do you think brain surgery was invented? I don't understand how people did medicine before 100 years ago. It was barbaric. Without germ theory, how did they keep it clean? Without anesthesia. I mean, our founding fathers were still like putting leeches on themselves. Gosh, man. I I don't know. I mean, I they would bleed you. Like, wasn't it uh, George Washington got bled yeah. a few times? Brain surgery. I mean, again, I feel like this is one of those things that way back in the day they probably. I'm just trying to figure out not to get all gross and stuff, sure. but like the thing about. I'm sure they've been doing surgery for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta like crack open the old skull there, right? So how do they get the skull back? I don't know. I'll say, I'll say 500 years. 500 years. Yeah, like Middle Ages, maybe. Uh-huh. Like maybe I'm gonna go maybe a thousand. Okay, this is I would have had no clue about this. Five thousand BCE 
is what? when they think the first brain surgery, well, the first known brain surgery happened. They found in 1997, they had found a skull of a 50-year-old man with two holes in his head that were not like puncture wounds, war wounds. They were cut Like holes. drilled. Like but some kind of cut hole in his head using stone tools at the time. Now, remember, stone tools can be sharper than modern scalpels. Uh, if you get the right they are, stone. They are remarkably sharp. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the misconceptions about the Stone Age is that just because it was stone, that it was really rough and other things. But not only that, the man survived the brain surgery because the wounds had healed before he died. Wow. So we don't know why, but for some reason, around 5,000 BCE, some 50-year-old man, at one point in his life, had two holes drilled in his head. But is it considered surgery if they just like cut some holes to like let the blood out or something? You yeah, know? there there was it could have been to relieve pressure. I mean, who knows what they were trying to do, like why they thought he needed holes in his head. But I mean, but were they access were they doing that to access the brain? Because is that brain like drilling a, a hole in your skull isn't brain surgery. Right. It's there actually was, going into the you brain. You know, well, I don't think the brain was around there anymore, but I think the assumption was based off of the What? What? <laughs> well the brain wasn't around anymore because he's five thousand there's oh, seven thousand right, right. years old. <laughs> That's a this common the same, everybody the same does article. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same article. I got it on uh, on Wuzzfeed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about past. It's a past. That's pretty good. I love that. Judd's upset right now. Uh, he's laughing, but he's mad. he's kinda, mad that he didn't come uh, up with that. Uh, that's too good. Dang it. <laughs> okay. So it's a homophonic pun where you like it's not spelled the same as Buzzfeed. It just sounds the same. Which right. Is, that's the brilliant part. That's great. Great. I was spelling it with a W U Z in my head. Oh, well, of course. Okay. Here's a really great one. I love. I absolutely love this one. Vending machines. When do you guys think vending machines were invented? How could that possibly be older than the modern era? Like that doesn't make sense. I don't know, man. It kind of I could totally see a Flintstones version of a vending machine <laughs> where you like put a pebble in it and like push it in and then like a little lizard takes it and like grabs your chips and <laughs> if you got to get animals involved. Dude, animals were always involved in the Flintstones invention. No, I know in the Flintstones, but we'll, we'll get we'll talk so about the difference between realistic. the Flintstones and real real history. All right. Later. <laughs> Evidently, I'm misunderstanding the Flintstones. I thought it was a historic documentary. It's okay. Based on the other ones, I'm just going to say, I don't know, maybe it's pre-current uh, era. Let's say it's 200 BCE. 200 BCE? I'm I'm not going to go back that far. This one I'm going to play. I'm going to say like sometime in the 1800s. Okay. It was 50 BCE. Good gracious. So again, before zero, 50 BCE. Do you guys want to take a guess at where? Well, I would have to say Rome, like the Roman mm -hmm. Empire. Israel. Ooh, close, John. Egypt. Ancient Egypt. And it was used to distribute holy water. So the concern was is that people would be going to get their holy water and would just waste too much of this valuable holy water. And I so, didn't know the Egyptians had holy water. I didn't either. So this was news to me. They had some sort of sacramental water. And what it would do is they would put coins in this thing in the top. And the coins would land on a tray, which would then weigh the tray down, which would open a valve and start spilling water out. And then, but eventually the coins would slide off the tray and then it would close the valve. And if you kept putting coins in, could the coins like hit each other and start <laughs> pushing it off a ledge and then you could win all the coins? <laughs> like a weird Chuck E. Cheese game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, that was what it was for. And it wasn't, it's interesting because like now we get uh, vending machines for snacks and sodas, but it was just for sacramental water. It was like the least binge food there was. I don't know what they used it for, but. It just seems like a lot of work. Like, why not just have a guy? Who, like, mans a water table. Why have giant pyramids to bury one person? That's true. That was a bad idea, because yeah. they were just announcing where all the treasure was. That's why they went into the Valley of the, of the Gods. All right, this next one. Central heating. Come on. 
Who do you, when, when do you guys think central heating So by invented? central heating, you're talking about where you're blowing air, right? I'm it's not just about, like radiant heat. I'm talking about one central heating device that heated the whole Multiple home. rooms. I don't know. That I could see that going way back because all you need is a stove that has piping yeah. that goes throughout the living area and yeah. get that radiant heat going. I yeah. would say that goes back. That's ancient. Whenever they were using metal, like in the copper yeah. and bronze ages and stuff. Bronze like that. age. That's a good age. Yeah. <laughs> that your favorite of all the That's ages? My favorite age. I yeah. actually did try to find a bronze wedding ring because I thought bronze was such a cool metal, but they're pretty rare. Interesting. Yeah, I'd say maybe... I'm, I'm going to go 200 CE. Oh, CE. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go like 3000 BC. Okay. This is 350 BC. Okay. Wow. So it was ancient Rome. And it was only the rich uh, hoity-toity Romans yeah, that yeah. had this. Because yeah. everyone, the way they did it is they'd raise the house two feet. Uh, and they'd basically install a bunch of stone furnaces under the house. Mm -hmm. And they would, uh, or in like one part of the house. And they you you just had an eternal fire that was just constantly burning under your floor. Mm -hmm. And then there were all these tunnels that would go through up the hallways and up the up the up the walls and, and heat the whole place that way. You know what ancient Romans had really good central heating? The ones that lived in Pompeii. Pompeii, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I bet they did. Great. Yep. Central uh, that heating, place yep. was warm. Yes, it was. It was yeah. hot. Yep. But uh, they too, were... Too, too soon. soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> it's too soon to make a Pompeii joke. Uh, this one was strange. It's a little different than the other ones. Mobile phones. Mobile phones? Mobile phones? Mobile phones. We're just getting goofy at this point. When do you think... The, well, I will tell you, before I got this one, everyone kept talking about the telephone, how it was invented in like ancient China in 6000 BCE. Or something like that, and it's really like it was a couple gourds on the end of some strings. Like I'm not calling that a phone, right? Can I can I talk this one out? Sure. I'm a little older than you guys. Yep. My mom had a we called them car phones. They weren't mobile phones. They were called car phones. Mm -hmm. Um, in the late '80s, it was like a briefcase. It was like a briefcase. Yes. We had a briefcase, and then we had the car mounted car phone at one point. Which interestingly enough, that was like 35 years ago. She still has the same cell phone number, which is oh. amazing. Whoa. Yeah. At any rate. I do know prior to that, though, that the military, mm -hmm. like in Vietnam, you'll see these guys winding up the phone and like mm -hmm. talking into it. I'm going to say uh, mobile phones, 1950s. Okay. I, for some reason, have this weird feeling like Nikola Tesla had some weird mobile phone yeah. in like 1905. Mm -hmm. Well, John, you're not far off. 1918. What? So here's what was going on at the they time. They just gotten electricity. Yeah. Yeah, that's the weird part. Phones had just been invented. And radios had really just been invented. So uh, they had two-way radios at this point. They were about 1905. Uh, and what they ended up doing is some German engineers developing this for the military. They determined a way to use radio waves to use an actual phone, not like a two-way radio. So a lot of those things you see, I think the ones that wind up in Vietnam, I think those are just two-way radios that just okay. have little generators. Sure. Because um, 1973, I think, is the first like mobile phone technology. Mm -hmm. And it's really the, the exact same technology. They just replaced wires with radio frequencies, and they were actually able to connect two phones. Uh, they were gigantic, and you couldn't really use them anywhere, so they hooked them up into trains, train stations, uh, like that, so that they could the trains could communicate. But it, wasn't, it was just kind of too big to cart around. All right, last one, guys. Roller skates. Roller skates? Roller skates. Cleopatra. She was a big roller skater. Yeah? Yeah. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I'm going I'm going way back on this one. Okay. She actually didn't commit suicide. She just tripped on a roller skate. Yeah. yeah. She fell on a sword. Uh, poison apple? Was too that, soon. Way too soon. Was it a poison apple that she did? I don't know. I, I just Or it was, was snakes that bit her. Yeah, that's what it was. She killed herself with snakes because they were getting attacked. Yeah, she yeah. refused to be captured. Um the way to go. Yeah, it is. Roller skates, shoes with wheels. Um 
I'm gonna again. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it a little bit safer here, just because these can't all be BCE. So I'm gonna say, if any of them seem Flintstones, though, <laughs> that's true. Shoes with wheels. Shoes with wheels. Pretty on much it. Flintstones. That should right be there. the older ones, right? <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'll go uh, like 700 AD. Okay. What did you say, John? Uh, 1000 BC. 1000. We're gonna 1700s here. Oh gosh! See, I was gonna say yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then John convinced me not to because no, he made the yeah. Flintstones comment. Don't ever listen to John. The first reported use was in 1743 on a London stage, and the first patent was in uh, 1760. Uh, he designed them for a masquerade party. The guy who did the patent, like he just thought it was, I guess, funny to be masquerading around in wheels. I don't I know. Totally what see that people what had. Point was. Really yeah, just like imagine just like yeah. floating around like, hello, <laughs> made I'm a fancy rich man at this party. <laughs> that was the greatest party these people had ever been to. That guy was rolling around on wheels. This guy just rolled by on these Have wheels. you ever seen somebody on Heelys? Like, the first time yeah. you see that, you're like, what the what heck? What is happening? Here's the best part of that whole story. And I, fi- I kind of regret not bringing this into our Wild Ideas series okay. because there's a funny outcome to this. Guy who invents him, uh, at least files the patent for him in 1760, takes him to a masquerade ball, immediately crashes into a full-length mirror. <laughs> <laughs> was his name Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> uh, uh, his name, he was Belgian, and his name was John Joseph Merlin. <laughs> a plate-class mirror. That's amazing. <laughs> he's just like, in- yeah, it's going to be plate, too, because right. it's so old. Yeah. He's, just like, he's probably like covered in blood, just like, oh, to go, guys. Don't take your mask off. That party was lit. <laughs> Some- somebody comes up to him, don't take your mask off. They'll know it was you. <laughs> I just love how that guy's. that's how he's remembered in history. It's like the guy who roller skated into a mirror. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> that- <laughs> That party well, is remembered. We didn't even we admit don't, them. We don't even know what the party was for. It could have been like somebody's anniversary party for all we know. <laughs> well, and the best part is, is he didn't even invent them. He just like rushed a patent out 20 years later. He's like, I got to get this out before this ball. Oh and God. then he rolls right in and crashes. That's amazing. Oh so good. But yeah, I, those blew my mind. There's a ton of other ones uh, that are things that are way older. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for me on that is that we all, I think a lot of times we think of People in the distant past is being really dumb or like no. really simple or something. Primitive, just they yeah. can't think beyond like a little stone wheel that barely turns. Even yeah. like 200 years ago, we think of them as being like, oh, okay, you were kind of just, you know, you weren't educated, right. you know, very simple person. But like people have been very smart and clever for a very long time. Well, and it's really just that we just kind of forgot for a while because one of the things that I saw was uh, the showers. The Greeks and the Romans had showers in some form. They were basically just indoor waterfalls because mm-hmm. they had aqueduct systems. Mm-hmm. But you basically have a giant gap between ancient Greece and ancient Rome and the Victorian era, era where there was no plumbing inside and people just didn't bathe unless they got like a hot bath that somebody scooped teapots into or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can say people were dumb in the Middle Ages. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a dark Took ages. a couple steps back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ages, what age are we in right now? Uh, the modern. I think we're postmodern. Age? The communication. Information age. Information age. We're in the information age. I always think space age is in the future, but space age is actually in the past. Oh, yeah. It's 60s. in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. That seems weird. That is weird. Well, speaking of the present... Did we just speak of the present? I think we did. We did. Just now. We did. Just well, that's now. that's the past. That was in the past. I'm speaking about the present right now, which means... But it's now the past. No. It just became the past. <laughs> well, let's just let's just go ahead a little bit in the future to the present. Okay, but that present's in the future right now. <laughs> Who's on first, guys? Into the present. 
All right, guys, you know how when you're trying to log into a website and like you forget your password and you have to you try a couple things, you, you try your usual passwords, you get frustrated. It's like password incorrect, password incorrect. And you're just like getting frustrated. Finally, you're like, all right, fine. Just send me a new password. You click the button. They, they, send, they email you a new password. Problem solved. Usually you get back into your account, right? Well, st- there's a guy named Stefan Thomas. Okay. He's a German programmer. He has two guesses left to get into his hard drive, which is locked to the password. And if he, it's t- it gives you 10 tries. And after the 10th try, this hard drive is locked for good. And on this hard drive is his Bitcoin. Oh, no. Now, if you're not paying attention to Bitcoin right now, the price... I, I, I'm about to open a whole can of worms that I don't even know how to talk about. You it. need to open it because I'm very... like I. I know Bitcoin so he, is a thing. He's I got don't a know single what it is, Bitcoin. Though. Okay, so no, he doesn't have a single bit. He has like multi. I, mean, I don't know how much he has. Okay. Two hundred and twenty million dollars worth estimated <gasps> in this hard drive. So it's not. I don't know how many bitcoins that is, but it's worth two hundred and twenty million dollars, and it's on this hard drive because it's a digital file, and it's on this hard drive, and he can't get into it, and he has two guesses left. Oh no! It's on an Iron Key hard drive, which is some kind of encrypted thing, and so. He's been staying up late. He can't sleep. He can't think. He can't work because he's trying. He's racking his brain trying to think of what this password could be. He's tried, you know, the first few of his ten. He's trying like his normal passwords, and then he tries some variations. And then he's like, "Okay, hold on, hold on, step, step away. I only got ten. He thinks about it. He works some stuff out. He's like, "Okay, maybe if I did this, maybe he lost the piece of paper that it was written down on or something. So he's like trying to remember how he changed it, what he possibly could have changed it to, and he's got so few. He's down to two guesses. No. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. This is like an article so you read? Got New York Times. New York Times article about this guy. This is a real thing. Okay. I can't imagine having that much money, period. And also being like, oh, and because of my own forgetfulness, <laughs> I may have just lost it all. That's the reason I don't like paper currencies. You can lose it. Well, you can lose digital currency too. Evidently, you can. Thank you, <laughs> Stefan, whatever his name is. Yeah. Okay. That's because it's it is stored. Bitcoin is stored in a place. It's just a file. Yep. Bitcoin is just like and digits. To, it's you know binary files. You know. If I'm wrong. You can't copy that file anywhere, right? Like it's it's just, it just moves, but you can't like make duplicates. Of it. You can, can't. Yeah. Can you give me a crash course in Bitcoin real quick? Maybe. Or is it too complicated? Maybe it's. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna take a stab at it. Okay. Um. In the same way that people mined for gold back in the day, okay. and gold was valuable, you'd have to like go out and seek it out. Well, same kind of thing. The idea behind Bitcoin is that there are computers instead of people. Computers like working on crunching these numbers, working on big, complicated computer-sized math problems. And in that process, that's the mining. And in that process, they're creating more Bitcoin for the world to then trade. And... There's no central bank. There's no government that controls it. That's the whole idea behind it. So it's like self-regulated by Bitcoin. Yes. yes. There's a whole can of worms here because um, maybe we could have a whole podcast topic about there's this. There's no one person that monitors it. There's a okay. guy who invented it, and he's kind of like this shadowy figure. Like Nobody really knows who he is or if he even is a real person. Um, but anyway, the idea was that there's no single you know, um, controlling yeah. entity of it. It's just totally decentralized. And the way that it gets traded is by like a, a ledger. So like if I say I have 10 Bitcoin and you have five Bitcoin and we want to like pay each other, we have to tell everybody in the world digitally that we've yeah. done this trade. And now that's the, um, that's the accountability. Yeah. So the idea is that individuals are all keeping track of it instead of a central bank is everybody just takes care of their own 
ledger. But that ledger also communicates with the entire world. So basically in your ledger, now granted it's all just account numbers, you don't really know who's mm -hmm. doing what, you have the full ledger of all the Bitcoins in the entire world. So so what's, what's Stefan gonna do? I don't know. I don't, really don't know. I'm sure he's paralyzed Is because there, once you get down to one guess left, that's I mean, just... If you've got $22 million, couldn't you just find the right person to pay to break into that? It's $220 million, first of all. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean pay somebody? It's an iron key. <laughs> and who are you going to pay? It's a, it's Sorry, a, my brain just imploded on because I was I was blown away at $22 million and you're saying... 220. Let me double check. 200 $220 million. This is not just like a hard drive with a password on it. Right, it's not I like know, it's not like your Western digital, like, oh, I just, uh, you, you, you probably. There's not a forgot password link. Yeah, there's no forgot password. There's no college hacker kid who could probably get into it. It's it's something called, I don't know, I've never owned one of these, yeah. but it's something called an iron key encrypted hard drive, which is probably like, you know, un. I don't, wouldn't you think if you're putting that information on a hard drive that you know is that ironclad that you would take extra measures to make sure you'd think so but I'm gonna thing, remember but here, let me tell you a little story I used to work customer service at the genius bar nobody thinks this way <laughs> nobody nobody ever and we did have encrypted hard drives like you could do that and I would always just tell people please don't the thing with Bitcoin is it used to be worth nothing so there's lots of people this whole article actually talks about lots of other people who have potentially have millions of dollars in Bitcoin that they can't get to because not that long ago, just a, you know, a couple of years ago, Bitcoin was laughed at as like this silly sure. pipe dream. Like that doesn't even—it's not even real money. What is it? And you know, people would invest in it, but it wasn't worth anything. And now, suddenly, just this year, uh, maybe partly due to the pandemic or whatever, Bitcoin prices have been through the roof. And especially in the last couple months, it's like. So you would think yeah. with that much money, if it does get locked out and lost, is that going to impact the value of Bitcoin? Two hundred twenty million dollars. Maybe still, the value's still there. And what I've been told, because I always was curious, why? what's the value you get out of this mining that are doing solving these math problems? And what I just read, and it was very base level, was that the math problems they're solving have something to do with balancing the ledgers. So anytime somebody does a transaction, there's like math problems that have to be done to make sure it's all accurate and safe and all this stuff. So you're basically, when you try to mine, you're entering into a lottery to find the number the fastest for everybody else. And whoever gets it first, they get paid in Bitcoin mm. for providing this service to the Bitcoin community. Could be wrong. I don't know. I don't understand this Bitcoin money. So this is like essentially virtual or hypothetical money in a sense, isn't it? Yeah, but in the same I mean, way that that's paper money it, is But it still really, has value. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's hard to get our minds around it because it's not a physical thing. But it is, it's most similar to cash even more than like gold or something because yeah, paper notes yeah. yeah yeah it's just that was the same argument people had when they tried to switch to paper currency was people like but why mm -hmm. but it's and it's global it's global yeah and um your name is not attached to it so like it's actually highly used by criminals yeah, because the dark oh. mm -hmm. yeah this it's, is like gene roddenberry you know that in star trek the whole star trek universe is a currency free universe I don't know if you knew that or not, but well, he, the whole it, point is like, yeah, their society had evolved to the point right. where like there was everything was provided by machines, so your job was just to provide service right. rather than earn money. Yeah, everybody's cared for. At any rate, like this is almost like a future type of topic because this this is helpful. I didn't know what Bitcoin was, so this kind of gives me an idea at least of what it is. Yeah. But this is a crisis for this guy to the extent that you, he said he's from Germany or like Austria. Yeah, he's a German programmer, and he's it's showing up in the New York Times. Mm -hmm. So like this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I just like I just sat there and tried to put myself in his shoes, and I like had a mini panic attack. I was like, "Can you imagine, like, oh my gosh, having all this money and then just not wow. like nobody can get it? Oh it's not like gosh. it's it's not even that you just like lost it and somebody's gonna find it. It's like no it's, one will ever get it because you forgot, forgot your password, dude. Wow, our friend uh, Ali Spagnola, she's a she's a really cool creator. She got tipped a, like fifty dollars in Bitcoin like years ago. And she just did a video about it because she never really like paid attention to it much. Turns out she has like forty thousand dollars now. Wow. Um, and <laughs> so she went and I have to watch the video. I saw her Instagram post about it, and I didn't want to spoil the video. So I guess she goes and thanks the guy and all this stuff too. I think so. I'm I'm really interested to find that uh, to watch that story. Yeah, it's worth a lot now. So, so is there like a time constraint on how like how long he has, or is it just the number of tries? I think it's just the number of tries. Shoot. I just can't imagine that. I I, I don't know what I would do. I, like, stop trying. I wonder how much actual money he has. Yeah, if he's actually very rich, <laughs> then I don't feel bad for him. But yeah, but maybe not. Maybe he's only got like right. his net worth is like yeah, three thousand dollars. All in the Bitcoin. Oh god, <laughs> I hope it's not all in he's the Bitcoin. He's finally like realizing his dream. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim this new worth of my life. And yeah. he types in the password, and it's like his life is literally flashing before his eyes. Yep. Gosh, I yep. cannot imagine having to because I've been in that scenario with like phones before where like it locks you out for mm-hmm. pretty much good. Mm-hmm. I had that with my daughter recently. And I was like, look, if you don't figure this out, it's about to lock you out forever. So I had a luck. I had a panic attack uh, just the other night. My three-year-old got a hold of my phone and he kept trying the password and I didn't know and he yeah. handed it to me and it was like lock. And I had to like talk myself down because it was like, your phone is locked for five minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. I can go without my phone for five minutes. It's okay, Jameson. Just don't do that again. The worst part is, is that number goes up every time they mess it up. It gets higher and higher and longer and longer. And I, when I worked at the Genius Bar, I'd have people who had that same story that would come in and it'd be like, your phone is locked for the next three years. Oh my god. And you'd be like, what? And they're like, yeah, my toddler got a hold of it. I'm oh, like, yeah, your gosh. phone's locked. Sorry. You want a new one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might even be. I mean, that's not two hundred twenty million dollars bad, but it's, it's, it's a still similar bad. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. For them, they're like, I lost my photos. I lost all these things. I'm like, yeah, I know. Don't, yeah, don't let your kid get your phone. Let this be a lesson in us putting all of our worth in digital things. <sighs> this episode right? sponsored by password managers. <laughs> You've just given me so much anxiety, John. Like, you gotta, I've been telling it. you, I've been telling you for years to get a password manager. I do have one. Okay, well, you got to use it. <laughs> I That's the key. <laughs> no, you just, oh, you like, I have anxiety for this man. Yes, I know. I'm, I, I physically can feel it in my body right now. I yeah. don't like it one bit. Do you want to help him out? Contact Danny. Give him one whack at it. <laughs> you never know. I mean, it's kind of like at this point, it's just like buying a lottery ticket. Tried password. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're picking numbers for the Powerball. You're probably not going to get it, but hey, yeah. he's pretty much. You know, what, you know what he should do? If it's if it's truly worth two hundred twenty million dollars, which I, mean, I guess he's the only one that can really claim that. Um, nobody knows what's on this hard drive. <laughs> if it is really worth that much money, he should put up a bounty for like mathematicians or you know code breakers or whatever to. I mean, he's only got two tries, so it's risk. It's incredibly risky, no matter what. But like, he would split the reward with them if they can get in. Interesting. Now, I don't know how you trust somebody. No, here's what you do: you you sell it. You sell the tries with an agreement to split the money. There you go. In half. There you go. Let's get a hold of this guy on Twitter. Yeah. Let's- you you sell the tries. Be like, look. You can buy it. You got to make it really expensive. So it's only somebody who's likely to figure it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you get it, then you like, then you get a portion of the buy, buy into this for one million dollars. Right. And I'll split it half. With he's, you he's recouping. If you get in it. 
This is good. This is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. We're right. idea guys. We're yeah. not password guys. <laughs> no, we are not. All right. Speaking I, of ideas, this next segment that I'm going to talk about in the future is our specialty. It's all about ideas. Okay. Perfect. We Do should it. go there. All right, guys. Welcome to the future. Thank you. We are building a future on ideas mm, with yeah. this company, mm. with the, the, <laughs> this channel. Man, you went really like. Yeah, yeah that's that really hopeful there. Yeah. I like that. That's and good. you, Danny Gula, okay. are one of the greatest authors of ideas that work at this company. Oh, okay. We, you didn't go that big. You, this is like four people here. So yeah, of the four of us, you make good ideas. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best, but you make good ones. <laughs> okay. I'm feeling a little less good. No, really though. Everybody has ideas, yeah. if you really think about it. To the extent that, like, now that we've got, we're in a world where everybody can be heard, you know, social media, mm-hmm. comment sections on YouTube. Um, there was a, a website that, for whatever reason, decided to scour social media and comment sections and message boards just for, like, random people's ideas. Yeah, there was just some self-deprecating person that wanted to yeah. feel bad for a while. It's like, let's just look at normal people's ideas, and there people have really good ideas. To the extent that these are like, if we would listen to this, this would actually improve our world and could actually make for a better future. So, so these are just from like YouTube comments and like tweets. Yes. And stuff. Wow. Yes. So the software just like searched for anything pertaining to an idea or. I think so. I think it was like the most liked comments of something and it's very frequently someone's got like an idea about something. Huh. So these are very random. But here's the funnest part about this. As I was like reading this giant list of ideas that would improve the future, they get stupider and stupider to the point that it's like, that is a horrible idea and yet it's awesome. Those are the best. Okay, so here's the first idea that would improve our world, improve our future. We should set up a system where every time Congress gives themselves a raise, they have to raise minimum wage by that same percentage. I have heard that one and I love it and stand by it. Yep, yep, love that. That is brilliant. I mean, does that not secure, like across the board, the well, the yeah. welfare and well-being of Americans, yeah. just generally speaking? Yeah, it holds the lawmakers accountable. Like, if you're able to pay yourself more, then you're able to pay, you know, other people are able to, to make more too. And a lot of people make the comments that lawmakers aren't paid that much, but the thing that you've got to remember about them is they pay for so little. Yeah. yeah. Like their meals, their staff, the travel. They have funding for all kinds of things. That doesn't come out of their salary. Mm-hmm. If we stay in politics, here's an idea. There should be a none of the above option when an, a presidential election is held. And if that option wins, <gasps> the election is reheld with new candidates. No, oh. there is actually a very popular um, you know, theory that, uh, well, I think maybe it's done in some countries actually, but it's called um, ranked choice voting. Where you I don't just have this guy or this guy or this guy. You actually choose, you rank them. So I, here's my first choice. Here's my second choice. Here's my third. I, I say this guy or this guy because it's only been guys. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think I, I heard you as the colloquial guy. Guy, okay. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Well, eventually, um, you know, it works out to be more fair, and there's actually more possibility for more parties than just two. Yeah. Though, and the way that it works is like it's uh, adding weight, right? So it's just like, yep. okay, even though. Like, this guy didn't get the most first votes. He got the most first and second votes. So, this person is the winner. Like, I know you guys are going to get on board with this next idea. Google switches entirely to the metric system and forces the world to unify on standard units of measurement. I yes. mean, that's a bully yes. move, but... Can make, right if anybody's going to do it, though, it's Google, right? we got to right? switch to the metric system, man. I will vote for any candidate who's... <laughs> any candidate. Who just says they're going to do that. I don't care what else they believe in well, or stand for. 
Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I retract I mean, that. What if yeah, he's orange? Mo- I'll vote for most. Ca- I would have voted for Donald Trump if he would have been like, you know what? Forget everything I did. Metric system. So all I'm focusing you on wanna, for the next You really want to put that out there? <laughs> for the next, well, no, I'm saying, but he'd have to say, listen, I know what I did before, but right now, four years is just going to be about the metric system. I'd be like, all right, you've m- messed up a bunch. But we could get the metric system, guys. <laughs> I mean, sure, our democracy almost at crumbled. What, at what cost, Danny? I think that's what John and I are getting at. I was joking. I feel like you're serious. <laughs> Listen, I just remember all my life teachers telling me you have to learn the metric system because when you're an adult, you're going to switch, and every one of them has lied to me. All right, this is when ideas start to get a little... It starts to go off the, off the rails a little bit. But speaking of Donald Trump and you know our new president, Joe, Joe Biden... The United States should have two presidents elected, one Democrat, one Republican, and they both share a bunk bed in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> they got to work it out. They got to figure this out. They don't sleep with their wife, they get a bunk bed, or is it like yep. a queen bunk bed? No, like if part of their political career for the next four years is you are bunking, literally, <laughs> with someone from the opposite party who is helping you run the country. Oh, who gets God. top bunk? I mean, that's... I, maybe the one with the most popular votes. Yeah, that would make the, sense. Whoever wins the popular vote. Okay. Or at least they get to choose, because uh-huh. some people prefer the, the bottom bunk. The popular who vote. prefers the bottom bunk? <laughs> no, it's easier to get in and out of. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you don't get to be in the air. Usually people call top bunk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, th- it, things go back to a little bit. This is this is more helping our future in society. Let people donate blood instead of pay parking or speeding fines when they get tickets. Mm. Yeah, I've I've heard a few that like that before. Like, I mean, that would help so many people. Even if it's not blood, platelets, like yeah. anything like that. Anything mm-hmm. like I, I've seen that before, where they're like, you could you should be able to provide uh, com- like really community service, like any kind of thing that helps the community should be an option. Like, hey, what are the government and community needs right now? You can take fines off by serving. That makes sense. I like that. Now these get into, this isn't going to necessarily improve our future, but they're kind of cool ideas. Nobody uses ringtones as much anymore. Usually people have their phones on vibrate, it's on silent, right? Mm -hmm. Make the vibration patterns on your phone be Morse code specific to the contact's initials that's calling you so that over time you learn Morse code. You can do that. You can do that. Is that a thing? Yeah. I mean, you can change. You can change the. You can have customized vibrations for whatever. Yeah, I know. Want. And Th- this person saying you should do it as Morse code, um, like because you could, you customize yeah. that for each contact, right? right? So you customize yeah. it to that person's initials. So eventually you'd learn Morse code. That's right. I'm gonna do that's that. That's a that's a cool idea. I'm gonna do that. I mean, who uses Morse code anymore though? I mean, we're Is that gonna a thing? need. But in a pinch, <laughs> you you might need it. Who was the guy that was a prisoner of war and like blinked? Oh, oh yeah, SOS. It was it was a Vietnam vet. Yeah, I forget who it was. I mean, you never know when that situation is going to arise, and you got to blink. Danny, SOS. You just really nonchalantly was like, "We're going to need Morse code." Are you talking about after the robots take over? Well, no, they'll know. Like th- that's not good for them. No, <laughs> we need something way no, at more. At that point, just forget language altogether. Just stop talking. Just body language. We now live in a quiet place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's starting to get a little ridiculous. Google should tell you if you're the first person to ever Google something. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Like you win a you win a prize. Yeah. A little digital confetti. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you get some Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Or like even if it was just like, oh, we'll give you a five bucks to spend on Google ads. I'd take that. That's a good idea, man. I like that. That would just be so fun to be like, nobody's ever thought of this before. Because there's been times where I've Googled something and you know, you get like no results or right. one result or something. Like, has nobody Googled this before? <laughs> Tied to that, this one's incredibly interesting to us being that we have a YouTube channel, right? This is a feature that you should, YouTube should, should include immediately. 
Make all YouTube comments show the percentage of the video watched by the person making the comment. Yes. 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 Thank you. There are oh always people goodness. you can tell have not watched the video. Yes. And they're commenting on something like they know it. We, we released a video six months ago, five months ago, called Why We Quit Vat 19. Yep. And one of the most frequent comments we get on that video is, why did you quit Vat 19? But, but why did you quit? Why did you leave? But why? <laughs> watch the video. The video's called Why. Did you watch the Why? Okay, <laughs> this is pretty cool. There should be a TV show called The String Theory, where every episode has the same exact beginning, but slowly deviates in different ways for each episode. Is that what String Theory is? I guess that's, yeah, that's, no, no, that's that what String, string Theory, theory is. actually yeah. is. It's like yeah. all the possibilities can come okay. out of one moment. I didn't that's know that. That's really cool. How did I get to adulthood and never actually... I've heard the word string theory, but I've just always been like, yeah, string theory, sure, it's guys. because it sounds complicated. It sounds like something you wouldn't want to It's not spend. that complicated. <laughs> that's pretty simple That concept. sounds awesome. I would watch that show. Too. Yeah. It's something about that that's kind of like Memento, Christopher yeah. Nolan. It's got mm -hmm. a similar idea where you're moving from yeah. one point to another in a strange way. Well, there was an episode of Community kind of like that. Was there? Yeah, they, they were at a party and they had a dice. They had a oh, yeah. Die and they rolled it. See who would go get the pizza. That's just multiverses. Yeah, and that was a con it's just a concept of multiverse. Like every time we, we by rolling this die, we're creating eight universes or whatever. Another TV show idea: Breaking Good, a TV show where a ruthless drug dealer slowly becomes a mild-mannered school teacher over the course of five seasons. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show like, in reverse. Maybe he was a substitute yeah. teacher in right. Albuquerque, and he had to take over. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. All right, I got to say this one without totally losing my mind because it's hilarious. Okay, I tried to read it to Joy like five times and I couldn't do it. Okay, <laughs> you do here we go. Your head first, real quick. Huh? Do you want to say it in your head first, or you... no? I'm just gonna try it. It might just take a few takes. A movie where Tom Cruise, Terry Cruise, and Penelope Cruise stop Ted Cruise from attacking a cruise ship with cruise missiles. <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? What does it say? Oh, what's it called, John? Uh, it's called um, Boat Trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible movie. So that just kicks off a bunch of really terrible ideas. These are the types of it, and, and by bad ideas, that's relative, okay? These are the types of things we would guess Danny to say, sure. just like out of the blue. Yeah. Danny, you're going to love these. Here we go. Okay. Start a Western-themed bar where the music stops randomly anytime someone opens the door to come <gasps> in so that everyone has to turn around and look oh, at who enters. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so easy to do. Yeah, <laughs> the big saloon-style doors, yep. like, easily just kill the music. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, uh, that's so easy to do. You just put a switch. <laughs> that's a good That one. activates a mute. Yep. That's it. There might, well, there might be some video ideas in here. Also, if you Definitely. could make the, like, get, the, like, the piano, like, just, like, r random keys sound effect, you're like, if it's like tavern music, yeah, record scratch, and then after the door is closed, the music starts and people go back to drinking. Yeah, yeah. after everybody gets shot. Yeah, and then everybody <laughs> acts, acts like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> if it if it could also have just like a distant sound of like one random girl that worked upstairs go, well, that's a tall drink of water. <laughs> I'd really like that too. Okay. Donate one thousand shirts with your face on it to Goodwill and see how long it takes <laughs> to see a person wearing your face. Oh my gosh, are you just writing videos right now? This is a great idea. These are good ideas. Yeah. Whose ideas are these? Can we get a, we gotta, do we you have the sources so if we use any of these, we can credit them? They're, they don't really cite them. I mean, I can check, but yeah. That's okay. a really good idea. But that actually, that reminds me of a very similar thing that happened to us. So the three of us used to play in a band yep. um, growing up, and we had shirts made. We had you know merch made for the band, and we would sell them at our shows and stuff. This is like when we were in high school and college. Yeah. So we made these shirts and sold them to all kinds of you know people at our high school shows, and this was probably like senior year of high school. Well, I hadn't seen one in a very long time. I don't even think I own one anymore. And suddenly, my wife was at a thrift store and found one. <laughs> she found Did she one. buy it? 
I don't know. Oh, John, she didn't buy it? I don't know. Oh, I would have been mad if it's my wife not, didn't buy it. It's not worth anything. All right, three more, and these are the most ridiculous. Okay, they're they're ridiculous. There's no other way to, to describe I'm them. I'm sure these are feasible. Let's get people dressed in full body suits that are neon green, like morph suits, okay. to break into a newsroom and harass a weatherman, and no one who's watching will know what is going on. <laughs> So they look like a green. Okay. They blend in with the green yep. screen. Yeah. Yep. And all of a sudden, the weather guy just starts freaking out. Because on on when you're watching the TV, like when it's fully processed, like they key out the green and yeah. you see the map. But in the studio, they just see this guy in a green suit. Get like I've his seen, hair messed up. That's and, amazing. I've seen a video I think where like another coworker from the from the news station did that to their weatherman. Mm-hmm. But smart. the idea of a like a flash mob of <laughs> of people. To just endlessly harass the weatherman. Similar to that, pet stores should have an empty reptile cage labeled chameleon to see how long people stand there to look for the chameleon. <laughs> man, these are great ideas. Yeah, are. I like how the more ridiculous they got, the more we got excited about Yeah, them. that's <laughs> true. You're like, yeah, minimum wage being raised. That'd be great. That's a- yes, a chameleon cage without a chameleon. <laughs> we could go to a pet store. Like, We could do these. These are feasible. The more weird and wild they get, yeah. the, the more people, I want to do them. The best part is it gives a window into like how at least I want to make videos. It's just like if it makes me laugh, I'm down. Definitely. <laughs> All right, Danny, I want I want you to commit to this last one, okay? Before hearing it. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna do it? Yeah. I'll I'll help you if I'm still around. Oh, so we gotta be old. I'm, I'm yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you're gonna die young. Yeah, true. Right into your will that you want to be cremated. But right before you die, swallow as many popcorn kernels as you can. <laughs> what? Uh, ah! oh, that's so just... you see how, like, great ideas to improve our future devolve into, you know what I'm going to do? Before I die, I'm going to eat an entire bag of microwave popcorn. <laughs> Pre-pop. It's what brilliant. Else? It's honestly brilliant. I always wanted to, when I died, the last words to be about... I hid the treasure. <laughs> Where? Where did he hide the treasure? <laughs> Wait a second, he had treasure? <laughs> uh, I don't know how that makes us feel about our future, but all I know is humanity has tons of ideas. Man, I, that makes me excited to just think of some weird stuff to try, because I'm like, yeah. man, there's other people thinking about this stuff. I know, they're putting us to shame. I just read like 17 or 18 of those. This list was 241 Holy ideas long. Moly. I didn't even get through the whole list. I'm like, all right, this is enough. Speaking of ideas, we actually... This is a good opportunity to tell you about a series that we have on Randomonium, our YouTube channel, called Wild Ideas, where all we do is talk about wild ideas like this. It's such a fun series and to shoot. More importantly, they're wild ideas, and you get to try to guess and play along what the outcome is, because the outcome is always just entertaining. So these videos are part kind of game show where you get to play along as the viewer, but it's really like me versus Danny, um, and... It's kind of like this podcast in a way. We're just talking out these weird things from the past, <laughs> usually. Um, so it's a kind of a blend of a game show and a podcast and a... Um, Explain your video. Yeah, yeah, it's you get to learn something and have a little fun along the way. It's it's one of our most favorite things to shoot. Yeah, and that's on uh, Randomonium. So you can check that out at YouTube.com slash Randomonium. And one of the reasons why we bring that up is because we're in 2021. It got off to a little bit of a rough start for us. We actually had a COVID uh, virus sweep through our company and our people. So we're, uh, however, very excited about 2021 because 
that, you know, Wild Ideas, along with a bunch of other cool video ideas it, right around the corner, and we're just pumped about our upcoming releases. So yeah, we're really excited about what's coming up in 2021, not only for Randomonium, the YouTube channel, but also for this podcast. For podcasts, don't forget the Timely YouTube channel. Just so much going on. Yeah. And we've got links for all of that stuff in the notes of the show. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. See you. Bye.